Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. Some of the most compelling things in natural aquatic habitats and in the aquariums which we create to represent them are things like large branches, fallen tree parts, and logs. The result of a tree branch or root system which finds its way into the water is a physical, environmental, and water flow dynamic changing feature in the habitat. I love fallen trees and branches. I love what they can do what they can bring to an aquatic environment. I love how they inspire us. I love the idea of doing an aquarium in which the primary feature is a big old piece of wood covered in biofilm, algae, and other life forms. Now, notice I didn't say aquatic moss. Why? Well, besides the fact that it's sort of an aquascaping contest cliche by now, I don't think it looks all that authentic, really. Although I like the look of these features, personally I have yet to see a moss-covered log in the Amazon region or in an Asian blackwater swamp, and we need to accept, not fight, some of what really happens in nature and readjust our aesthetic sensibilities to understand what is really natural beauty. It's not all neat and orderly and crisp on brown, green on green on brown, like you see in those aquariums. It just isn't. As we've mentioned numerous times here, nature is not exactly neat and tidy, uh, not exactly a perfectly ratioed place. Rather, it's often a world of chaos, randomness, detritus, biofilms, and fungal growth. I think we have to sort of desensitize ourselves from the stigma of, you know, bio cover on our wood. Now, I know this idea undermines, oh, a century of aquarium keeping and aquascaping dogma, which suggests that wood in the aquarium must be pristine and without anything going on it outside of the aforementioned mosses in the last decade or so. And of course, that's really sort of antithetical to what happens in nature. When terrestrial materials fall into the water, opportunistic life forms ranging from algae to fungi to bacteria, even sponges, will colonize the available space, eking out a living as they compete for resources. In addition to helping break down some of these terrestrial materials, the life forms that inhabit submerged tree branches and such reproduce rapidly, providing forage for insects and aquatic crustaceans, which in turn are preyed upon by fishes. Yeah, a food chain started by a piece of a tree that fell in the forest, was covered by water during long periods of inundation. That's how it starts. If you look at the way BioCover, such a generic name too, isn't it, grows on these materials, it's obvious that it does so in a manner which helps it absorb light, dissolved oxygen and nutrients from the water column. The largest, broadest surfaces are covered. These mats of what many hobbyists would characterize as unsightly growth or just goo, are some of nature's most beautiful and elegant systems. They're optimized to exploit the dynamic environment in which they're situated. An enormous abundance of life is present if we just take a few minutes to look for it and, and actually appreciate it. Now, as a hobbyist, I do get it. We like things orderly. We like to see things looking pristine and well-kept. I understand that well. For decades, I was the guy who you wouldn't see a speck of algae in his reef tanks, like none. My reef tanks were so clean that one of my friends jokingly suggested that you could, you know, give birth in there. But guess what? Sterile is not natural, at least not in most aquatic habitats. I see how planet tank people take great care to optimize the environment for the plants, eliminating any algae they can find in favor of, you know, lush plant growth. And that makes sense in that context. However, when I see systems comprised of perfectly ratio obeying rocks covered in mosses with neat lawns of low cut, perfectly manicured grass on the substrate, the word natural doesn't immediately come to mind. Rather, I find them stunningly beautiful, much in the same manner as a finely kept garden or a planter box, a real piece of art. Respect the enormous amount of effort and talent that went into planning and executing and maintaining the tank. I take exception with the moniker of natural looking that people ascribe to such tanks. Natural perhaps in the sense that plants and aquatic life forms are growing there, but that's about it in my opinion. 
Nature is simply not neat and orderly, not in the design sense. Nature does not correspond to our need to index and arrange color, growth forms, leaf shapes, etc. in their proper place according to some artificial ratios and rules. No, it doesn't. Nature is based on a sort of chaos or being able to take advantage of chaos anyway. It's based on living things fighting to survive in a world which is not exactly forgiving of life forms that cannot adapt to their environment. And as such, it has a compelling, almost relaxing beauty all of its own. This viewpoint and willingness to embrace this more functionally aesthetic interpretation of nature does not make me popular with some people, especially some in the aquascaping community. You feel that we're pushing the idea of lax maintenance, low concept design, and shoddy execution. These are all words used by self-appointed critics to describe blackwater botanical-style aquariums at one time or another over the last few years. I hate conflict, and I have nothing but respect for most of these talented people, yet it seems we always receive some sort of rancor from a few parties regarding our aesthetic. And frankly, I'd rather spend more time on the tent executing and creating and content and some cool ideas, but there is a valuable and timely lesson to be learned here. It's about acceptance, tolerance, and understanding. Something the broader world could use a little more of, too. I would imagine that the initial appearance of botanical-style blackwater aquariums uh, makes them easy targets for people who are dogmatic, narrow-minded, and haven't gotten a clue on how these systems operate. And let's be honest, I've never worked with a customer who created a botanical-style blackwater aquascape by just tossing stuff in at random, although that kind of would be cool. There's a lot of thought involved in, in execution and planning of these systems. Remember, we're not strictly about aesthetics. We're about fostering natural function, and the aesthetics are just part of the whole equation. The aesthetics often come from a more enhanced, enhanced uh, look of the aquarium after it's operated for some period of time, resulting in a look that's a lot different than what we might have originally uh, expected or anticipated. Botanical-style aquariums are different. They allow nature to do a fair amount of the work, unobstructed by our regular you know, interventions. This frightens some people, yet it's the ultimate expression of the concept of wabi-sabi, which Takashi Amano himself admired so much and urged us to embrace for so long. In my humble opinion, it's the most critical and most regarded lesson, the disregarded lesson he ever taught. But please Google it, learn more about that. Yeah, these systems, botanical style systems that is, force us to look at nature as it is, not simply the way we want it to look. These uh, systems are so contrary to the hyper-dogmatic, homogenized, rule-driven lane that many of these critics operate in that they simply can't comprehend why people would create such aquariums. If it weren't indicative of a problem, it would actually be kind of funny. Plenty of thought, skill, and effort goes into creating one of these blackwater botanical-style aquariums. You people are pretty damn good at it. There's a reason why the idea of creating these aquariums is literally exploding worldwide. They offer huge opportunities to express creativity, to learn, and to you know contribute to an important body of knowledge within the specialty, and an opportunity to learn, really learn, about the natural environments that we're trying to replicate. And these tanks aren't that much different than what you know are touted as high concept aquariums by some. You know, they require plenty of planning, understanding, and talent to create and manage. The opportunity to look at a feature that you see in a natural habitat and recreate the look and the function of it is more enticing than ever before, given this mental shift. We just need to look at these natural features, consider how and why they formed, and what advantages they offer the aquatic life forms which reside in them. A more holistic approach, indeed. And as we simply, you know, as, and, and then we just simply need to execute, unencumbered by these artificial rules imposed by hobby dogma. It's a huge mental shift. It's what comes after the tank is set up that really starts you know, to differ from a more conventional aquascaping and aquarium management approach. The acceptance of natural processes, regardless of their appearance, is key. Making the effort to understand what's happening in our tanks and why, 
and how these processes, if left unedited, are exactly what happens in the wild aquatic habitats of the world is a huge step. A common criticism I hear from some people is that botanical tanks with their brown water, their biofilm, their decaying leaves are sort of a cover for lack of technique or poor maintenance, to which I often respond, why don't you leave one of your nature aquarium scapes alone for three or four weeks without touching anything on it? I'll do the same with mine. Let's see how much our tanks change. Of course, there are never any takers among these critics because they know that their tanks will devolve into what they would call chaos if they're not tending to it constantly. Some plants will overgrow others, some will die back. The perfectly organized planting groups will fall by the wayside as the more dominant plants exploit the available resources. The botanical-style aquarium, which functions in a very natural manner, simply continues to evolve. Leaves and pods decompose, fungal and biofilm grows wax and wane. Occasional strands of algae might just pop up on a branch somewhere. Plants grow in the direction of light and nutrients, just like in nature, perhaps? Yeah, fighting back nature does not make a tank natural, in my humble opinion. Accepting it does. And that requires talent, knowledge, and understanding on the part of the hobbyist. Just like accepting nature, the hobbyist also needs to accept the fact that not everyone buys into everyone else's concept of what looks good, what's cool, and what constitutes natural or whatever. Ironically, the highly talented people who often unfairly criticize this style of aquarium are possibly the ones that can contribute the most towards evolving them. Why some people love to bash the efforts and interests of others is just beyond me. No one owns the idea of aquascaping. There's no, you know, invisible committee up there. There's no right or wrong here. Criticisms of things we haven't even tried before are just not helpful. In fact, they frighten off individuals from trying new things, questioning new ideas. Now, how's that helpful? To what end is this necessary? Now, in all fairness, it's a very small percentage of people who level these types of criticisms, but they're so vocal and venomous in their assertions that to not consider what they're saying and respond to them would be irresponsible on my part or even on yours. Uh, I receive so many uh, emails from uh, you know clients and customers who face this in forums and, and hobby you know uh, uh, hobby arenas that they that they they say Scott what, what do you think about this and of course I share with you how I feel yet we've received so much positive input enthusiasm and encouragement not to mention some awesome aquascapes from some of the world's most highly regarded aquascapers that it's almost funny to hear this negativity but you know people are people right. I guess the eternal optimist in me keeps thinking I can reach some of these people, not trying to convince them to create a blackwater or botanical-style aquarium, rather to get them to simply understand that there's more than just one methodology or approach that can be used to create an amazing aquarium. To look to nature not just as a muse, as they do, but as a teacher. It's not that difficult a concept. So enough divisiveness already. We're all aquarium hobbyists. And we as hobbyists all need to really understand that the most precious natural habitats that we all love so much offer a beauty and order and a resilience all of their own. And that they evolved over time as the forces which act upon them exert greater influence on them. Some of these forces are artificial and detrimental, like deforestation, siltation, runoff, and pollution. Uh, by making the effort to really understand how these habitats function in their unadulterated state, we're gaining insights and an appreciation that may help us do a better job at protecting them for future generations to enjoy. Let's do a better job in the hobby of understanding not only the wild habitats, but each other. Let's do a better job of looking at nature and appreciating the job it does, despite our predilection for wanting to do things our way. Let's do a better job of being more open-minded, more creative within the context of what nature does. Let's do a better job in the hobby of understanding each other. We're all better off together working with each other to push the boundaries of this amazing hobby. And it all starts by looking at what happens in an aquatic habitat when any old log, branch, or root falls into it. 
to see, to study, to understand that the aquatic environment is influenced by so many unique factors, many of which we can interpret and foster in our own aquariums. That's the key. To give nature the space to breathe within our tanks will take us to entirely new places in the hobby. It's not only interesting, it's transformational. We just need to accept it. Stay creative, stay honest, stay open-minded, stay studious, stay together, stay inspired, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Fellman. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tent.